0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. The commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, will stop by. Big news is Lionel Messi decides to come to the United States. He's going to enter Miami MLS. And the teams in MLS had to pitch in. So Miami could afford Messi. Can you imagine that in any other sport? If I said to the Chicago Bears, hey, you got to pony up 5% so the Jets can get Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Well, you know what? The Bears might do that to get him out of Green Bay. (laughs) But imagine if you're the Dolphins and all of a sudden you go, wait, i got to pay to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay to the Jets? Yeah, we need him in a bigger market We just
5: need like 3% from you (laughs) Dolphins to make sure that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets.
4: Yeah, Yeah, that's weird, though. It's for the betterment of the league, but not necessarily the, I guess, the individual franchises here. Or how often does that happen? Where are you are going to say, hey, can you guys pitch in so we can bring Messi here to the United States? Is there another big name? Because Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia, but I wonder the next star or... You know, in the twilight of his career, comes to the United States, and then the other teams have to pitch in. Yes, he-
5: Well, that's one of the things that it goes back to this that Saudi Arabian fund where a lot of big names were supposed to be coming here. It was just kind of assumed that they mm. would come here. I don't know if it's supposed to is the right way, but because MLS is sort of known as that retirement ground a little bit where you come here, get a nice big check, a bunch of guys who – theoretically would have been coming here and now going to sign for gigantic money in Saudi Arabia like Karim Benzema and N'Golo Kante, a
4: bunch of, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. Our stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Our good buddy Roger Bennett, men in blazers, will uh, try to help us understand all of this. With, I mean, he's getting profit sharing or Apple stock to go to Miami Messi is and, and you know people point out well he, he passed on a lot of money to go to Saudi Arabia I'm I'm guessing he's getting a lot of money to come to Miami
5: right he's according to the athletic he's getting a percentage of the MLS deal with Apple whatever profits are there and he's getting a, a percentage of uh, money from adidas too mm. so it's like I I think he's going to end up doing okay. Plus, he's supposed to have the same kind of deal as David Beckham, where once he retires, he can get a cheaper franchise, like an expansion franchise or something. He'll be able to buy one for much cheaper than the. I think the fee is like three hundred million dollars you have to pay in, but David Beckham got his for like twenty five million.
4: All right, more on that coming up next hour. Roger Bennett, Men in Blazers, the commissioner joining us. Golden Knights Panthers game three coming up tonight. Nuggets handled the Heat. It was interesting for a little while, and then it wasn't interesting other than would you have a pair of teammates have two, uh, each have triple doubles there in the NBA Finals game, and you had that with uh, Joker and Murray. Uh, By the way, for entertainment purposes only, I have the Miami Heat three-and-a-half-point underdogs in Game 4 coming up. 3 DP show, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. Poll question for hour two is going to be what, Seaton O'Connor? Yeah, we put up one uh, just earlier. How many
5: games is the Nuggets Heat series gonna go? Okay. Five, six, or seven. All right. Right now the uh right now it looks like six is the popular answer at fifty eight percent, followed by thirty one percent at five games, only ten percent
4: saying uh uh seven games. Yeah. Hmm. I thought at least six games. I still feel that way. It's We overreact after one, and then we overreacted after two. We're not overreacting as much, I don't think, after game three, or at least we shouldn't, because I still think Miami will have some kind of comeback here. Now, do I think Miami's going to win this? No, I thought that Denver was going to win this from the outset, and I still feel that way, because when they play at their best and Miami plays at its best, Denver is going to win. Yes, Eden? The uh, I'm pretty sure
5: after the Heat won Game 2, like we put up a poll question and like 85% of the audience still had the Nuggets winning <laughs> okay. the series. Just, like nobody fell
2: for that.
4: Yeah. Uh, here is Michael Malone, the Nuggets head coach, on the greatness of Jokic.
2: Nothing he does surprises me ever. Uh, this guy has shown time and time again that he's built for these moments. He thrives in these
4: moments, the biggest stage, and he did that once again tonight. Yeah, he did. And getting everybody involved, uh, points, rebounds, assists. Jamal Murray is the the key last night because he gave you something that you normally don't expect out of him. And you got role players here. We talk about Miami's role players. Denver has had its role players, and you had that last night. Still waiting for Michael Porter Jr., the third, to do something here. And he's almost become a detriment, and he's supposed to be the third best player on this team. Best tennis players in the world, Roland Garros, the French Open, NBC and Peacock. Yes, Paulie?
5: Uh, he had a triple single last night, Michael okay. Porter. Just, <laughs> you
3: don't want you to put some love on his name. Okay.
4: Yes, yes, More. We got
3: to show Mommy and uh, Christian Brown some love? Is yeah. Is it Brown
4: or is it Brown? It's spelled Braun. Let's pronounce Brown. It's Brown. Okay. What can Brown do for you? Everything last Isn't night. Isn't
5: that more confusing for people if your last name is spelled one way and pronounced the other? Yeah. Lindsay, too, doing the call last night after he had, like, I don't know, some monstrous dunk and he was yeah. going nuts in the crowd. Like, he could say his name any way he'd like.
4: <laughs> uh, the Vikings and Dalvin Cook are parting ways. I thought we knew that. The question was, where was he going to go? I guess it's uh, he's, he's going to be a free agent at 27. He's had four straight 1,000 yard seasons, he's got 52 career touchdowns. What's going on? Is it because yes, we devalue running backs, and you can find running backs, and why pay somebody twelve to fifteen million dollars a year when you can go back into the hopper and find somebody who can probably get you a thousand yards? Dalvin Cooks is—he's a four-time Pro Bowl running back. Yeah, Paul.
2: I, you know, I'm going to congratulate the Minnesota
5: Vikings. They're being disciplined financially. They're not going to overpay for a running back who's had injuries, and has a lot of mileage on him. Okay. I and mean, the guy was nothing but great for them for six years. They got it. It worked out. Wasn't he a high second-round pick? They probably paid I don't know, probably $25 million or less for, to get 6,000 rushing yards out of the guy. He was nothing but great for them when he played, and he's mostly good.
4: Move but, on. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network had the uh, story there. Dalvin Cook and the Vikings are parting ways. This is where... It should be automatic. It'll be uh, Vikings parting ways with Dalvin Cook. Cowboys? Question mark. It's always got to be Cowboys. DeAndre Hopkins. Cowboys? Question mark. Based off nothing. Yes, yes. Based off clicks is what it's based off. Of. <laughs> when I saw that, I I said this at the time when the Cowboys released Zeke Elliott. I said there is a great chance that he comes back to the Cowboys just as uh, at a less lesser price. And I still feel that that could be possible here with Zeke Elliott. Although I did see a a video that he put out where he's running through tackling dummies and he's in shorts, and I go, that doesn't tell me anything. (laughs) Yes, Mark.
3: Speaking of IG videos, guys, a tradition unlike any other. Ben Simmons looking ripped, doing some dribbling drills. And I was like, yeah, but he's still not shooting.
4: Was he? Yeah, that's all I care about. Was he shooting? He could look great. He can dribble all he wants. All I know is, can you shoot? Go to the free throw line. That would be it. If you said, hey, we got a video of Ben Simmons, it could be just him walking into the gym, walking to the free throw line, and then take 10 free throws. And then i go, okay. Or I'd go, "Uh uh-oh. I don't even care if he shoots threes or not. He can play basketball. I don't know if he wants to play basketball. I've talked about this before. There are certain people who are just gifted. But that doesn't mean they love the sport that they're gifted in. They just, well, I got to play it. There are other guys who love playing. Ben Simmons wants to be a star, wants to get paid as a star. I don't know if he wants to work at being a star. Yeah, more.
3: There's like a 5'9 point guard that went to some D3 school that would kill. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he has such a passion for the game, but he's only 5'9. Yeah. And he wants to be Ben Simmons so bad. And Ben Simmons is tall. I'm sure a bunch of big guys who have played in the NBA – they're six, eleven, seven feet, I'm sure somebody forced them. Like, look how tall you are.
4: Get out there and I play. Know. I know. Just give me one one day at that size and that you know his other abilities. I'll take my shot. Just give me one one day. That's all. One day. I'm with you. Right. Just, right. just,
3: you. Actually, I'll take an hour.
4: Oh. Well, all I'm gonna need is an hour. I'll put on a, a highlight show. But man, wouldn't you love to be that big, that talented? Luke in Pennsylvania. Hi, Luke. What's on your mind today?
6: Hey, Dan. 5'7", 130. Uh, with James Harden probably leaving, do you think the Sixers are going to try to get Chris Paul or Damian Lillard?
4: Well, I don't think you want Chris Paul. Lillard, if you could, but I don't. I mean, what are you giving up to get Dame Lillard? And, and we were talking about this last hour, and I asked Chris Haynes, who was... You know, talking about, you know, he's friends with Dame Lillard. And I threw out some teams. I said, what about Boston? He goes, no, no, he's not going to Boston. But I think the Nets is realistic. And he says he'd love to go to Miami. I don't know how realistic any of those. He might want to go. Feels like the Nets could work out. They want to send him. If they do, they would be wise to send him to the East Coast, uh, the Eastern Conference, you know, not out West. But uh, I, I think if I'm Dame, at some point, you have to go. My team keeps getting younger, but we're not getting better. And he's getting older. And what is he, going to be 33? I mean, as much as I love him, uh, he's been loyal. I think at some point you have to at least acknowledge, what do you want to do, Dame? And I think that's where Dame has to be honest with the organization and just say, could you please trade me? Let me at least try to compete. Let me play in some playoff games again. Just can I do that? Uh, Matt in Connecticut. Hi, Matt. What's on your mind?
6: Hi, Dan. How are you? Good. Um, So what I'm wondering is when you interview Adam Silver, if you could ask him about what he is doing with the new CBA to make sure that these teams are spending money. Because I understand the idea that you don't want just five teams being able to compete for a title. But you know, I was looking at the salary cap for these teams last year, and the teams that don't make the playoffs have 20 million in cap, 10 million in cap. And so, what I'm worried about with the new CBA is, you know, being a Celtics fan, you know, we're about to have two guys on our team make 50, 60 million dollars, and you know, what's going to happen? I'm not crying for millionaires. But what's going to happen to a guy like Marcus Smart, who's not good enough to be an All-Star, but he's still a starter. He's a defensive player of the year. Is this guy going to take a pay cut?
4: Well, he might, or maybe he goes someplace for somebody else. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. They spent money. They won. I don't know if anybody was complaining. If, if, you, if you want to keep the, that duo together or the trio together, then spend the money. And if you don't, then you don't. The Golden State did it. Uh let's see. Brandon in Texas. Hey Brandon. Hi BP, how you doing? Hey, bud.
6: Hey, I was curious about uh what are your thoughts on, especially since you have the commissioner coming on, about uh what is the Saudis uh, grand plan here? Or is the commissioner worried about the Saudis disrupting the NBA? Maybe the NFL. Um I know you talked yesterday about them targeting european soccer players but what would stop them now from starting their own basketball league
4: well i don't know if they'd start a basketball league but would they buy a team has the nba been approached by the saudis to invest let's say you know michael jordan wants to sell the hornets what if they said we'll buy the hornets but i don't know if you go well are they going to they're almost going to pay more to be able to get that opportunity because that's what they've been doing. They've been overpaying to get you know, players. Yes, yeah, I mean the the end
5: game of it all is what you saw with Bryson DeChambeau doing interviews yesterday in his comments. That that's ultimately what the end game is, where he was talking about how he feels bad for the PGA players because they were lied to and everything that Liv Golf has said they've lived up to and more. And we hope that we can all get along. And after all, hasn't it all been, it's already been 20 years. Isn't it time that we forget about nine eleven and start forgiving? Yeah. That's exactly what the end game is. And he bought into it hook, line, and sinker doing interviews like that is
4: crazy. Yeah, that was embarrassing for Bryson DeChambeau. Hey, 20 years, come on. It's let's been move 20 on. years. Let's yeah.
5: move on in the spirit of forgiveness.
4: And then he said nobody's perfect. <laughs> you're right. Nobody is perfect, but that doesn't mean you're going to crash planes into buildings. Yeah, you know, they made a couple of mistakes. Yeah, but you have an iPhone. Yeah. So what? Oh. No, I know. Just stop. You know, uh, it it was embarrassing that he said that. And I hope somebody set him straight. Hey, like, if you lost somebody in 9-11 and I came up to you and he said, eh, come on, it's been 20 years, like, move on here. So one of the worst things that ever happened on American soil, all those people who died and I'm going to go, yeah, 20 years, like. So nineteen years isn't enough, but twenty years—come on, we should move on. But one hundred and twenty-five million dollars is yeah. one hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have gone to the live tour unless they, you know, overpaid to get you there. You got these altruistic people now talking about that. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Take a break. The commissioner of the NBA joins us next, Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. You know, we have that anxious feeling about our cell phone batteries when they're almost dead. We're in a public place. Free charging station. Well, the FBI is saying don't use those. Airports, hotels, shopping centers, don't. Because bad actors have found a way to access that information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed, and it's easy for cyber criminals to steal your identity. That's why you need LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. And join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code PATRICK, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go to LifeLock.com, use the promo code Patrick for 25% off. LifeLock.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
5: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
3: There's always something fun to discover in monopoly go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google play or the app store game on
4: early game four odds. The nuggets are three and a half point favorites against the Miami heat. We bring in the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, Last time you are on, I thought we solved a lot of problems with the NBA. I still have some things that maybe we could solve, but we'll talk about those uh, coming up. We had Jeff Van Gundy on yesterday. He said, let's do away with halftime, uh, offensive goaltending, and maybe free throws. Do you want to respond to any of those things that Jeff Van Gundy, one of your voices of your sport?
2: I actually listened to that interview with, with Jeff, and I, I think even he acknowledged he was having fun. Um, you know, it's interesting on halftime when we've looked to shorten it a bit because we, I think, you know, we changed the format of the last two minutes a couple of years ago to speed the game along. And I think we forget sometimes that the guys really do need the break. I mean, put aside the programming at halftime, the commercials, but it, it maybe you could shorten it slightly, but I think it is meaningful to the players in addition to, The coaching that goes on at halftime, the opportunity to get a breather. You know, it's, by the way, I remember, you know, Rod Thornwell, Rod, who used to work at the league office with me, telling me that when he was a player, that was an opportunity to have a smoke and a cup of coffee.
4: (laughs) What do you think about offensive goaltending that we do away with once it's on the rim? It's, it's European style.
2: Right. The FIBA rule. That's what we do in the Olympics and in the, the Basketball World Cup. I, I think it's an, it's an exciting play. You know, we've looked at it, we've experimented with it. Um, you know, in fact, we have a competition committee meeting this afternoon and uh, it's it's come up over time. It, I think around some of the uh, Olympics, it's been a, there's been a more serious conversation about it. But it, for whatever reason, people haven't been talking about it a lot lately.
4: What about the All-Star game? Uh, you talked about this yesterday. Maybe the international stars against the American stars. Is is that uh, something that could happen as early as next year?
2: It, 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 not as early as next year. We're going to be in Indianapolis. One of the things we're looking at for next year is returning to the East First West format, the more traditional format. I mean, we definitely need to do something, I mean, to, to spruce it up a bit. It's uh, You know, I think all the leagues have dealt – with issues around all-star. I know when, when I was a kid, when you turn in t- to an all-star game, it was an opportunity to see players you never otherwise saw, you know, and you literally to see them next to each other in their uniforms, because I grew up in New York, you, you know, I was a big baseball fan. You just didn't see players that often, you know, from, from other teams. I think now with League Pass, digital media, they're so familiar to players that um, it's, there's just something lacking. And I think we need to find a way to create some real competition. And again, an idea that's come up in the past doing, you know, the Ryder Cup style, except not just US versus Europe, US versus the world. And one of the reasons we hadn't done that historically was there's an imbalance because even as the number of international players grow, it's still far less than than half. But I think to me, as as we look to make it more engaging for fans, that shouldn't be the sole reason we don't do it. I think we could add additional All-Stars. There's something we could do. And and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today because, again, we, we do need to do something to make it more interesting.
4: I was wondering about this. I brought it up with Jeff Van Gundy where we see flopping. And what if it was called and the punishment was you got the letter F on your jersey? And, and you you know, it's like the scarlet letter, and the scarlet letter is F for flopping, like a Buckeye for Ohio State football.
2: Yeah, you know, that the issue, one of the, uh, the serious things we're discussing is possibly adding a technical for flopping, which they do in international basketball. College added a, a, a flopping technical just this past season. Of course, the issue, one of the reasons we haven't done it historically is because by definition, they're fooling the referees. And we had an after-the-game remedy, which was a fine. But frankly, if you're successful in fooling the referees, a relatively small fine isn't going to make a difference. You may even be celebrated for having done it. So I, I think we do need putting aside the scarlet letter. We, I, I'm in favor of adding a technical because even though it'll be a difficult call, there is replay on certain plays, so you might catch it after the fact. And I think there has to be a, a greater disincentive for doing it, and that it, and there has to be a competitive risk to flopping.
4: As the commissioner, how much influence do you have over your TV partners? You know, you got the Joker who now people are seeing they're almost forced to see him because he's in the NBA finals. But to market some of these players, you know, Joker's a hard guy to market. He's not a highlight guy. But what influence can you have over the TV partners of let's can we focus in on some of these other players that maybe, you know, the rest of the country doesn't focus on?
2: You know how quickly you forget when you were at SportsCenter calls from me when I was running NBA Entertainment. <laughs> to say, Why aren't you running more highlights that fill in the blank? So, I, so we've, we have some influence. It's interesting. I mean, to the, the networks, I mean, they do focus on the teams and players that they think are going to be most popular. Um, in fairness to them, the Joker hasn't been in the finals before. Of course, he's a two-time MVP. But we're seeing now, I think I, I read the other day he went from the 18th most popular player on social media to the number one player on social media over the last two weeks. So fans are responding. The networks will respond. I I mean, I've been at the, the the first three finals games. I mean, it's, it's an incredible, you know, display of basketball. I know, you know, you're a former player, a huge fan, you know, and I, and I think the country is warming up to it. I mean, the team style that, that they play Miami too, for that matter. I mean, this is, Just from a, from a basketball aficionado standpoint, I mean, this is, this is really, you know, basketball playing at its highest level. And I think, and, and the, by the way, we're seeing it in the ratings. I think, you know, going in, the projections were that we were going to be down almost 25% from Boston and San Francisco. And of course, that hasn't been the case. In fact, you know, probably after last night, we're going to be up a little bit, which is says a lot about the league that you have two mid-sized markets. Of course, You know, a popular team in Miami, um, a a Nuggets team that has never been in the finals, and and the fans are responding by watching.
4: Yeah, they're two likable teams. We're talking to the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. What was your reaction to the uh, Live Tour, PGA Tour news?
2: You know, I I don't know enough about what really went on there on the inside. I guess I'm not so surprised, given that there was a lawsuit ongoing lawsuit and investigation. And the fact that they were, I think, hurting the golfers at the end of the day. I mean, they were turning golfers against each other. Again, this is just me from a fan's perspective and a fan of, of the sport. I, I'd all say that I, it, golf, just like basketball, is extremely global. Um, there's There's interest around the world. I think that, you know, I was listening to some of the prior comments on your show. And I, I hear what people are saying about Saudi Arabia. On the other hand, and this is for you know good and bad, that when the Saudis invest in sports, it gets outsized attention. Now I don't want to complain about that because we want to get outsized attention. On the other hand, somebody could go down the list. There, they are investors in some of our largest American corporations. Um, some of the most well-known brands have investments from them. And I also think it's a it's a two-edged sword. I. I I hear the comments about sport washing. On the other hand, um, you're talking about it. Others are talking about it. It's not as if some errant golfer can say one thing about his reaction to Saudi Arabia investing in golf. And that's left at that. I think people are pretty sophisticated And the same way um, the World Cup, the Football World Cup, Soccer World Cup brought enormous attention to Qatar. I think people learn about these countries, learn about what's happening in the world in, other, in ways they otherwise wouldn't. So I think the media does its job. Um, but but at the end of the day, I also think and now talking specifically about the NBA, where we're such a global sport. I it, I think people are a little too dismissive these days about the benefits that come from the commonality around sports that with a sport like basketball or our finals are distributed virtually everywhere. In the world, the, the sport is played everywhere in the world. It's an opportunity to bring people together. I mean, look at we're talking about you know Jokic from you know a uh, uh, Serbia. You know, we we have over twenty five percent of our players now were born outside of the United States. I, I, I just think that there, it's, it's the media does its job. But are, um, I have, has
4: can... South have the Saudis looked to invest or buy an NBA team?
2: No. What would not you... that I'm aware of. I mean, they that, that they certainly haven't come to the league office. And under our rules, um, you, an individual can only buy an NBA team right now. You can um, a fund, and that's what's happening here. It's okay. a, it's it's a, it's, a, it's called a sovereign wealth fund that's investing in the in the PGA tour. But we allow funds to invest in teams, but not control teams, not, not to have influence over teams. So to to to, to own an NBA team there has to be an individual with a certain percent of the team to control it.
4: Is the John Morant investigation over? We're just waiting for the finals to be over to announce the decision.
2: The latter, we are waiting for the finals to be over. Um, I'm aware of course, of these reports on social media about, you know, whether the gun was in fact a gun. Uh, And so we haven't completely wrapped it up. Does that matter,
4: commissioner, if that's a toy gun?
2: You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, the very issue is for Ja certainly in the first incident was treating a gun as a toy. I mean, that's what we're talking about. And that's what I think the danger is to society, taking a gun, live streaming it, you know, this is, without getting into gun issues in terms of the propriety of owning guns and the use of guns. I think everyone agrees that gun safety is critically important and that guns aren't toys. So it, it's, It's something that I'm thinking a lot about because, again, I'm not not going to get into the specifics of the investigation. But in fact, if you are live streaming something that to the world looks exactly like a gun and and in in a frankly reckless manner, should it matter whether or not it's a real gun? I mean, I you know, I I will say at the end of the day, in terms of doing my job, everything that's presented to us is relevant. Past conduct is relevant. Um, the, The circumstances. In which you're you're doing whatever the act is becomes relevant, and in this case, you know, obviously we're we're going to take into account whatever's presented to us.
4: When we heard from you after what happened with Jaw this second time around, it's almost like there was disappointment, like you were let down by John Moran. Is that a fair assessment?
2: It, it is, I, and and. Joe Dumars, who now runs basketball operations to the league, and I talked a lot about it because we were both in the meeting with him. Um, The head of the Players Association, Tamika Trimalio, was in the meeting with us. And just honestly, my sense was he was very sincere in how contrite he was, in how serious he was taking the issue. Again, now talking about the first incident where there's no fact in dispute. He was holding a gun, you know, inebriated. In a club, waving it, live streaming it. So that, no, that's the, that's the the first go round. And I, I know Ja a bit. I I had known him. He's a star in our league. And sense was he came in, he fully owned it, was saying, I made a terrible mistake. I'm learned from the mistake. And so then to get the report and then to see online that in fact, he was then live streaming. A gun certainly looks like a gun. A Glock, you know, in, in a kind of reckless manner. Sure. You know, I was incredibly disappointed.
4: What would be a big suspension?
2: I, I'm not going to get into precise number of games, but um, I, I will only say in response to people who say eight wasn't enough the first time around, it felt like a pretty severe punishment at the time, and an eight game Uh, suspension of course without pay um and so i I will say you know and and i said this before in terms of impacting his behavior with 12 games have made a difference the first time 15 games i really don't know i also the older i get i i realized that i can't control other people and that he has to own his own conduct and regardless of the number of games he had been suspended for first time around he owns this, not me. And he has to take responsibility for it. And part of this, you know, it's it's fine for somebody to come in and take respons- responsibility for their action. And I'll even give him the benefit of the doubt that he was sincere. He's now made this mistake again. And I think one of the things we even talked about then is nobody's naive in the league office, certainly not Joe Dumars, been at this a long time, was, you know, we'll see You're as you go back out into the world, how you choose to comport yourself, and and so now here we are again, um, dealing with an issue around Ja. And I, I also think it's important to point out that it, it, this is not about just discipline, and then we'll just cross our fingers and then hope there's not a third time. I recognize that he needs um, some assistance, you know, from the league office, his union, uh, his team. Um, He's no doubt he's a remarkable player. And 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 I think he's a very engaging young man. It's one of the reasons he has this enormous following on social media, but it's a two edged sword and he has to own that and take responsibility for it. And my, my hope is that wherever we come out in terms of discipline, that there is a, a, a an acceptance that we need to find ways to engage with each other going forward to, to so he can change the trajectory he's now on, which is not a positive one.
4: And I wondered about that commissioner that I was worried about him over the summer. Now we've had this second incident. And also if you suspend somebody for 20 or 30 or 40 games, what happens to that person when they have all that free time and you could be adding to the, the issue with John Moran, not subtracting. Precisely, yeah,
2: precisely. And I'm worried about that too. And so again, putting aside the number of games that, um, we may be looking at, I'd like to come up with a program and frankly, working with him, um, in which there is a, a joint sense of a, a mutual commitment that, um, we need to put together a program. Um, not something that's, you know, a couple of sessions and I'm back. But, but something that, um, where he will be able to use time away from the game. Look, he's suspended right now. I mean, he's away. He, I mean, it's, it's the off season, but he's suspended from team activities. And, and, and there, I want to find a way where, frankly, you know, he's not being kicked to the curb, but basketball will take a back seat. And first and foremost, we're going to focus on him as a young man developing as, as, A better person is someone who's more responsible, particularly when it comes to guns. I mean, this is a really serious issue. All
4: right. Next time you're on, we got to once again. I got to address carrying. Okay, just we we got we have to address this and maybe you could bring it up. Maybe just you and me. We just sit down and we discuss, get get everybody. I don't need a committee. What do you think?
2: We did talk about this last time I was Oh I know. I know. I know. It's it's an issue. It's it's um I hear you. It's 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 a hard call and uh I hear it from fans when I'm in I'm in the stands. And next time why don't I come on with Joe Dumars, my our our basketball expert and let's talk about it. Because I I you know, in, in all seriousness, I you know, we are the most played team sport in America and so people can relate to it when they watch the game and they and they, you know, whether it's, you know, caring, palming, traveling, whatever it is, people have a sense. And one thing that frustrates me in terms of the rules that, as I said, I got a competition committee meeting this afternoon, that when it's explained to me by the officials and Monty McCutcheon, who who oversees our officiating staff, it quickly becomes very technical. And I think we need to find a way with our rules that they can be presented in a simple way. And well, everything can't be so bright line, but there's a better sense like, yes, that's traveling or no, it's not. And, 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 and that's something I, I think we can we should be able to do a better job. With. Did you just invite me to the
4: committee? I mean, I, unless because it's a yes. If you want me involved in this, I'd be more than happy. It's a yes. All right. There you go. It's official. Is there a, like a, a handshake or a jacket or blazer that I wear, an I.D. card, whatever I need to be on that committee? You let me know.
2: I will. I will. By the way, I was so I when I was in Denver the other day, I think, you know, traveling, jumping time zones and things. It was late at night. I was just flipping around the television and I watched Blended.
4: What would you think?
2: I thought it was a pretty good movie. I, You know, I know you've done a bunch of those Adam Sandler movies. I hadn't seen it before. It's a few years old, but uh, I, I enjoyed it.
4: I'm an actor who does sports radio on the side, Commissioner.
2: But you didn't play yourself. You you know, I think in Hustle, you played Dan Patrick. Yes. You didn't in Blended. By the way. I'm an aficionado of your films. I Thank you. Know, you. That, there was a distinction. Thank you. They,
4: and, and the fact that you call them films and not movies, I, I respect that as well. And you know who carries the ball more than anybody? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Absolutely, Commissioner. A- absolutely. You know what? I'm going to get Sandler to do a PSA for the NBA on an anti-carrying program.
2: Thank you. It could have a double meaning, by the way.
4: Yeah, the John Morant anti-carrying. Absolutely. I got it, Commissioner. Hey, uh, I know you got a busy day. Thank you for uh, taking time. Thanks, Dan. That's uh, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. That's a good appearance by the commissioner. Wow. <laughs> he crushed it last week. It was on a tee. I didn't think he was going to go there. Uh, I'm like, uh, that was great. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there. Going to anti-carrying. Anti-carrying. All right, let me take a break. We'll come back and uh, decipher what we uh, just talked about. Great appearance by the commissioner. Appreciate that. Back after this. It's no longer a secret where I play golf. Everybody knows I've got weapons, PXG golf clubs. Everybody wants to see them. They want to ask about them. How do you get them? I say PXG.com, get a custom fitting today, and you can do the same thing. And what I loved about the fitting is you go in, and they're not trying to change your swing. They're trying to provide clubs that will adapt to your swing. And they did that with me. And it's about a two and a half hour process. It takes you through every club in your bag, including a putter. And they have high performance clubs as well. Now, I'm not the elite level where I could have the all-new 0317 CB Players Irons. Just released, a uh, new cavity back Players Irons for the Elite Players, the latest 0317 CB Players Irons. That expands the 0317 family, joining the 0317 Super Tour Irons. Now, you can mix and match as well, all the PXG Irons. You can blend your set if you would like to. First thing you need to do, go to PXG.com. Find the nearest PXG fitting location and get custom fitted. That's PXG.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey,
6: it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker
4: Normally, when you get a commissioner on or somebody who's in power, they want to know what you're going to talk about. And I just said to Fritzy, if they ask, uh, we're going to be asking everything. And that included, uh, you know, what was going on with the Saudis, if they were going to invest in an NBA team. I didn't know that a group couldn't buy. You had to have an individual who would be the leader buying an NBA team. Didn't sound like he was ruling out that possibility happening down the road. Also, John Morant. He knew it was coming. The question was, what was my approach to get to what what I wanted to get? And, you know, when you bring up the toy gun, the commissioner brings up something that not many people probably talked about. Jaw treated the first incident with the gun like it was a toy in the strip club. Therefore, this might have been a toy gun the second time around. I don't know if that's going to factor in at all. Yes, Todd.
6: Yeah, there were no restrictions. It's a very refreshing because that is rare when you're dealing with someone that has that type of power with a league when they want spelled out questions and topics.
4: Well, I wouldn't have done the interview if they said you can't talk about Ja or I don't want to talk about the, the Saudi government and investing in, you know, U.S. properties. But I appreciate him coming on. And Ja Moran's future, that's something that you have to look at. Yes. Did he make a mistake? Yes. Did he make another mistake? Yes. Now, if I sit him down for 30 games, what is he doing with all that idle time? And that's where, as an NBA uh, commissioner, I have to—I have to at least be aware of that. He's a commodity. He's a person, and I don't want to compound the problem by suspending him even more uh, or longer. And then, what happens? Is it making the situation worse? A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see, Stevie in Illinois. Hey, Stevie, what's on your mind? Hey. um, Dan, this is uh, John, actually. My son, Stevie, is right here. All right. He's six years old, and he had a question for you. Okay. Okay, ready, buddy? Which player do you think is better, Steph Curry or LeBron James? All right. Well, thank you, Stevie. I would say if you're talking about the talent right now, Steph Curry. But as far as all time, LeBron is better than Steph Curry. But, Stevie, you did a great job. It was quick. You got to the point, and I appreciate that. Uh, Dale in Virginia Beach. Hi, Dale. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, Dan. Morning. morning. Thanks for taking my call.
4: Yeah.
6: Hey, I hope you guys are staying safe with all the smog from Canada and stuff, but um, yeah, I, I was calling because uh, me and my brother, Jan Michael, uh, we were opening up some upper debt cards from 1996, and we were looking for Kobe Bryant rookies, but uh, we got lucky and we got from downtown Dan Patrick cards. We got uh carl malone and uh sean kemp
4: all right yeah i don't know if those things are worth anything dale but uh good luck with that thank you for calling Yeah, i did those uh i, I did a couple of sets of cards i did baseball cards and then i did uh nba cards as well and i think i've got they, they sent me the entire uh group of cards and it's uh framed that i have somewhere here in the man cave rich in california hi rich what's on your mind today
6: uh, good morning dan thanks for uh, taking my call i appreciate it
4: sure.
6: uh you know, i just wanted to respond to the uh comments that bryson dechambeau made and i think it's uh obviously
3: uh,
6: you know very ignorant and uninformed um, but beyond the the terrible deaths that those at nine eleven suffered over twice as many men and women uh, in the service died <clears throat> excuse me in the war on terror many of those obviously wouldn't have if that hadn't occurred, and, and it just makes his comments even more ignorant.
4: Yeah, it's it's disappointing because they're they're given talking points. They don't get in front of a camera, and and I know this. They they hired Ari Flesher, who was former White House uh, press secretary, uh, and you know they're going to say, all right, they're going to ask you this, so you answer it that way. Uh, what if they ask me that? Then you answer it this way. Bryce Bryce and DeChambeau came off as ill informed, clueless. Or maybe you don't care, but but you say, "Ah, oh, it's been 20 years since 9/11." You know, people make mistakes. No, man, that's 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 not. You know, at what point does it go away, Bryson? Like like 19 years, or do you have to wait till 20? Nice round number. Like, just stop doing this, okay? Or if you just say you don't care, but but you know, you took the money. Great, take the money. I have no problem with that. Just don't tell me all the great things that you're doing, that you're changing the game, or you're making the game better. You're not. Maybe the Saudis are going to make it better. Great. I'm a golf fan. I want to see the best players play. But when everybody's taking a victory lap on the Live Tours, if you know all of a sudden they change the game, you took the money. If the money was the same, would you have gone to the Live Tour to have more fun? Right? Why is the Live Tour going to go away if it's so great? Like, just stop. All right? You got your money. You made a great business decision. But just don't tell us about all the other stuff, you know? Final hour coming up. Lionel Messi is headed to the MLS. We'll talk to Roger Bennett, Men and Blazers. He'll give us a better perspective on this as we move forward. More phone calls as well. 773DP show, email address DP com Twitter handle at DP show, two hours in the books, one more to go.